sound Hello. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Environmental. I'm Mary. I'm Emma. And I'm Emily. And we're some college students who are fascinated with learning about our Earth, and we're here to share our journey. Environmental is a radio show committed to blowing your mind with all things environmental. We'll explore topics such as climate change, pollution, sustainability. Join us for a 3 a.m. existential crisis broadcasted at 11 a.m. for your convenience. (laughs) Yay! We have a special guest in the studio today. Hi there, I'm Andrew. (laughs) Hello, thank you for coming. Um, we're, it's been a while since we've been on, yes. so we're just going to catch up and get to know, so you can get to know us. And Andrew has some questions, so he's going to help. He's going to pretend, he's he's an audience member that's that's live in the studio. So yes, you, he is you our personal laugh track yes. slash uh, question uh, mediator. Generator. Yeah, I'll keep the, keep the conversation flowing. Yes. Cool. So, how's everyone? <laughs> Doing good. Kind of stressed with school, but that's to be expected. Should we start off talking about our classes? What classes we're taking? Yeah. Or I, th- I thought it'd be cool to talk about what kind of classes we're taking because it might kind of inspire what we'll end up taking, uh, talking about later in other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm taking oceanography. So, learning about those Pacific gyres that hold garbage, great Ooh, yeah. garbage patches, yes. garbage um, patch. like we've talked about before. <laughs> In our, what episode is that? The, our plastic episode. Yeah. So, so, feel free to listen on your favorite <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> it was a good one I'd recommend. Ooh, thank you. Aww. <laughs> um, I'm also taking stats with Mary. Um, oh, my gosh. And that's it's kind of hard. Um, and then I'm also taking uh, microeconomics as a course requirement. And I'm also taking policy of natural resources. So it's mm-hmm. actually my first poli-sci class. Um, and it's really interesting so far. So I feel like I'm going to pull a lot of stuff from from that mm-hmm. class into these episodes. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, so I'm also, yes, I'm also taking that SATS class. Um, it's super freaking hard, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to grow and become stronger from that <laughs> stats class. Wow. Um, I'm also taking, um, a conservation class and a environmental assessment class, both with a professor named, um, Duncan Thomas. He's my favorite professor. He's so cool and so funny. Um, and then... What else am I taking? Oh, and I'm taking, like, a global um, change and ecosystem ecology. Oh. It's a mouthful. That and it's, cool. like, the professor is in Pullman, so it's just me and, like, one other student, and we're in a conference room, and the professor's, like, on TV, and then we're oh, on TV cool. in Pullman. Yeah. So it's kind of different. Yep, that's... I am also taking the environmental assessment class with D- Mr. Duncan yeah. Thomas, with Mary. And I'm taking um, two other comm classes, and then I'm taking a commu- um, foundations of persuasion. Ooh. And so we're learning about why, like, cognitive bias or confirmation bias, or... Co- I don't... Yeah, so yeah cognitive... I'm not, obviously not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's interesting because it's explaining how we think about, oh, cognitive dissonance. 
Oh, yes. yeah, and so it's like why we're why we think the way we think, and they use climate change as an example all the time, and so oh, we've cool. talked about it a lot in class oh. because the people who, whatever side you're on, you, it's but it's easier for you to argue for that side than to admit you're wrong. Ooh, and dang. so the, and so we talk about that a lot. So I, it's really interesting to learn about why people think. Yeah, that but way. at the same time, if we've got like. A bajillion pieces of evidence to back up our argument. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. but then it's like they their core belief it goes against their oh, core yeah. belief, and so if they admit they're wrong, then they're well, who are they? Oh, yeah. So it's an existential crisis. Yes. Yeah, so okay. they're trying to avoid that at all costs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of even though it's more takes more effort to like to argue that you're right when you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's. It's That's it's interesting. I wonder what, like, what, like, core belief or whatever, like, would be tied to, like, this topic. Yeah. It's, well, it's pretty easy to, th- if you just think about it, like, um, like, people who are against climate change, they're more um, based on, like, the economics mm-hmm. of it. It's going to yeah. cost a lot of money, and then it's going to change um, people who don't like others or government telling them what to do. Um, it's a lot oh, of that, that so sense, they like yeah. having that independence. Um, and then there's like a lot of other things as well. But like if they really think that money is really important and then like them having a personal choice in mm-hmm. every single matter, yeah. then it's like that goes against their core versus like something like climate change is going to have to be solved by something like... Like government regulation. Like large government regulation yeah. that's going to make them not be able to decide to do certain things anymore. They're that not going to be allowed to drive their giant diesel cr- truck, but maybe they love their giant diesel truck. Yeah. But it's, it's like too bad. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm presenting in in my group today on the chapter that we read and so since we're talking about it, so basically if a person voluntarily goes through difficult or a painful experience in order to attain some goal or object, that goal or object becomes more attractive. So, like, and if you invest in all this stuff, so, like, flat earthers, like, you, in, you like, are investing your whole life. You lose your significant oh. other, your friends and family. It's harder for you to, like, in, go back. You can't go back. Oh, yeah, I don't think you can go back from being a flat earther. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's, like, on their radar. So, I don't know. I feel like that's... Yeah. That makes sense. You invest a lot into, like, capital or, like, oceanfront property mm-hmm. or something. And then you're like, but wait, but sea level can't <laughs> rise. <laughs> I have all of these condos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. So, Andrew. Yeah. What about you? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm studying mechanical engineering. So, a lot of my courses aren't so relevant to the topic of environmental science mm-hmm. and climate change. Um, so, I'm doing, you know, statics, physics. Um, one class, differential equations. We actually did briefly go over climate change. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to sound a bit arbitrary, but we're talking about how there's essentially tipping points if you look at, like, a yeah. trace versus determinant graph. Ooh, and yes, the coming, tipping point. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> if you take coordinates on a system, if you go to a point where you go into a, a spiral sink, it's <gasps> essentially similar to climate change where we're going to find that tipping point where we can't go back from Yes. What's been happening? Yeah, totally. So there's actually a lot of correlations to mathematics and climate change. Wow. We need a, f- a f- mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> we need a fifth person to applaud that. Oh. Oh, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> applaud yourself. <laughs> nice job. 
so since it's been a while, we've missed a lot of things happening in the climate change world. Oh, yeah. So what have we... What's been going on? Um, well, there's the... I mean, the climate strike, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and then... I don't know if that's what you were pointing at. And then also the, like, Amazon fire. Like, Ooh, that whole yeah. thing that was going on. We got the presidential debate. Democratic debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. That's a... That's a I totally forgot about the Amazon fires. See? Because I am... I don't know. I want you to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like we've missed a lot of opportunity to talk about these topics since we haven't been in the studio, um, but mm-hmm. we're going to catch up. Yes. Okay. So should we talk about the climate strike? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was there. I was also <laughs> there. I was not there. So climate strike <laughs> is a global movement and it was started by some youth climate activists and then, then it spread to all the different cities. So then the one that we went on was um, Friday, September... 20th. 20th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad's birthday. Yeah. Oh. So we went into Portland, and we went to that, and went to Youth Climate Strike. Yeah. And we got to skip school for it, um, um, which is, like, part of the thing. Is your what did your uh, science say? Oh. <laughs> so um, Emma and I skipped our stats class. Um, to go to the strike, and so I made a sign that said "Skipped Stats to Save the World." Aww. She she did let us go, but yeah, she did. Yeah. We got permission. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> she takes attendance, so she but she let us go. She said, "Anyone who's going, I'm not gonna make you stay because this is like a really important thing to mm-hmm. oh, cool. strike for our climate." So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and my sign actually was from a quote in um, a book that we're reading for my um, policy of natural resources class. Um, it said, um, wait and see policy may mean waiting until it's too late. And that was a direct quote from the National Academy of Sciences, who was doing a review on climate change in 1979. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. So they were already talking about acting on climate change when they were first like discovering um, climate change and the effects of greenhouse gases in the like early 1970s mm-hmm. 80s but didn't get too much done so now we're still here so um, yeah. when did this whole like climate change I guess I don't know what I would want to call it maybe say revolution I don't know what the word would be when did mm-hmm. it start catching on and um, become a popular um, following oh, that's a when good we question. started this, this show <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, like, it really, I think, like, the crisis of it really started to pick up um, once the IPCC report came out in 2014, because um, I think that really highlighted, like, hey, like, like things are really happening, and it's going to be really bad, and, um, yeah, like, I'm not sure, like, don't quote me on it or anything, but I think that's when things really started picking up, and people started to realize that, like, this is, like, a immediate problem i think that's like more of the crisis aspect of like us kind of freaking out yeah right. more yeah. um but the 1970s is like dubbed the environmental mm. like era mm-hmm. um and that's like we're actually we we're reading in my like policy science book that like terms like even like the environment weren't even 
like a thing in like the 1960s like they knew what like the atmosphere was but that yeah. this thing of like environmentalism wasn't even like a concept before like 1970s so the 1970s is when everyone kind of got like awakened to the idea of like going out and going hiking and going around and like enjoying nature and be like oh wait maybe we should save this nature that mm-hmm. we have and then it kind of just escalated from there with like the clean water acts clean air acts um and things like and that. And wasn't, like, Earth Day also, like, established. invented, established? Check out our Earth Day episode <laughs> on <laughs> all your sh- uh, favorite streaming platforms. Yeah, Earth Day was, like, 1970. 1970, exactly. Boom. Yeah, that was there the first go. one. Yeah. Yeah, um, just going back to, like, the climate strike, um, I, I don't know. I thought it was really inspiring to see, like... Um, the, like, younger generation, like, skipping school out there, like, marching and protesting and, like, really, um, like, caring about it because, I don't know, in my mind, with my, like, cognitive bias, I think that, like, everyone thinks that the way that I do and everyone thinks it's important, um, but then, like, I talk to people and I realize, like, a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I kind of no. felt the opposite. Like, I kind of feel like I'm the only one worried about this and the only one like who can fix this which is like a ridiculous thought but like um like the only one who's thinking about this so then when i went to the climate strike and then was surrounded by all the people with the signs mm-hmm. and then like people talking and be like wow like your sign or all oh, this I, like i felt like it was like oh my gosh everyone here knows about climate change i don't have to be like do you believe in climate change yeah, everyone right. is like we are dying of climate we change. know and this is real <laughs> yeah we're all on the same page yeah, and it's like, you know, it's cliche, but they are, like, our future. Like, they're the future. Oh. They're going to, like, grow up and become politicians, and they're going to make the change that needs to happen. Yeah, and they were, like, we're in college, so we're still considered, like, youngins. But, mm-hmm. like, I felt, like, old, in a sense, being at the contract, even just being a college student, because it mm. was mostly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was a lot of younger like, elementary really school like, kids, middle school, high yeah. school kids, like, yeah, and just and their parents, like, but it felt very much young, and I even felt like, wow, these kids are worried about this, like they have to live in this world even longer mm-hmm. than I do, let alone even longer than the politicians who are in charge now, who are seventy and have like maybe. 20 years left maybe where they have like <laughs> <laughs> they have like 90 years left to like live in yeah. this world so. yeah yeah it's just crazy this but. what this strike did for me was i wasn't able to make it and it instilled a sense of fomo <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like but why am i feeling like that am i feeling the fear of missing out because i feel like i need to prove to myself and others that i am committed to this movement and then that just made me realize if I actually did live the lifestyle to where I felt like confident in the way I was living, I wasn't emitting so much like emissions and mm-hmm. such, then what I need to feel that I, the FOMO that I felt, does that make sense? I th- like yeah. it made me question myself and my reasons for uh-huh. like... Because you think, like, oh, well, if I was really doing, like, all the things I was supposed to, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't, like, feel the need to go to the, and, like, prove myself. Yes. Yeah. Or yourself. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. You do a lot. I, yeah, yeah. I know, but I just think it, it brought up, like, an interesting yeah. 
for sure. I don't know. I I think like you know it's such it was such like a big deal and like a momentous occasion. Like mm-hmm. it's understandable that you would want to be there, but mm-hmm. I don't think you not being there says that you're not committed to the yeah you're we freaking have a radio show dedicated (laughs) to this (laughs) well that was the first strike that i'd been to and that was like your first strike that you'd been to too right mary um emily and i you guys went to the women's women's strike Mm -hmm. yeah so it was my second one yeah so it's like but there's people who are striking for climate change like greta thunberg like she Mm -hmm. strikes every friday like she does it every single friday so it's like um i don't know even just us going once isn't like that crazy <laughs> of a thing either so mm-hmm. yeah but it felt really good to go and with all the like climate strike stuff and all the like all climate change and then to go I felt like really good that I went and that I did something mm-hmm. so yeah um, and then like a week later I was still like okay well this is sad still, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm still, still like, sad about climate yeah. change <laughs> it's helped for like a week yeah, and when we went to the Women's March, I remember seeing a bunch of things on social media saying, oh, you can go one time to this event, but it doesn't, but then you're not going to do anything after. You're mm-hmm. just going to, like, post pictures on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not, yeah, that's not the point. Not everybody is like that. I can see, like, honestly, I can see how some people, like, that would be their, m- I mean, I don't know. But it's true. Like, you can't just go to a protest and then go home and, like, like do nothing yeah i feel know. like i did good because mm-hmm. you still have to do stuff so. yeah which we are right now hello yes <laughs> i have a question so for those of us who aren't super well educated on greta thunberg, Tun- thunberg Ooh, what uh-huh. is um i know she's been getting some recent popularity in the media mm-hmm. uh what's that all about what's the story behind that so she is the girl who like started that big climate uh strike that happened the school strike for climate yeah yeah so she um is like the 16 year old girl from uh sweden Mm -hmm. and she like basically when she was like 10 years old or so she found out about climate change and um like all the effects on the environment and she became like so depressed that she she like stopped eating she stopped speaking like completely like it totally it oh, like wow. she felt I think it she was so eight, deeply actually. oh yeah yeah she was really young okay. and so um so she like wanted to do something about it so she sat outside of like the capital in Stockholm um every Friday to um and she like skipped school to like you know protest what they were doing basically gotcha yeah, so she's yeah. been the the image of all the students and all the mm-hmm. for the strikes and such. Kind of the the re- like resembling the youth and mm-hmm. what yeah, yeah. figurehead the future generation. Yeah, the figurehead. Yeah. What I thought, what I just learned about was when she came to New York for the protest. Mm-hmm. Oh man, how she got there. Yeah, it was super oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she, she um, took like a. Basically, like a sailboat <laughs> with like all <laughs> rope. <laughs> a sailboat. <laughs> yeah. A ro- she rode all the way over a to New York. But uh, yeah, and all like clean, renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Which, and, yeah, like, she did it as like a statement. A lot of, she got some like crap later about like how some people like were flying, some of her crew that was like flying over anyway. So it was like, why are you doing this? But she she got some crap about it. But it was mostly just as like a statement, as like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to stop using fossil yeah. fuels so much. Yeah, so. like if she can do it, then we can all do it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I had no idea that. I rem- I f- 
remember seeing her on a boat. She would post on Instagram and such, and I had no idea that <laughs> it was non. Yeah, and the reason she was going to New York was for, like, the, um, wasn't it, like, the UN Climate Summit? Yeah. Or whatever? Like, she went to New York specifically to talk about, like, the climate and climate change, and then <laughs> she did so, like, using renewable energies. Yep. Yeah, to make a statement. So she's a role model for all the youth out there. Yes. And us. And you. So. so do you have any other questions as an audience member on the outside looking in? Yeah, um, I guess I probably have one more. Kay. So this is a pretty elementary question probably for you guys, but what what's the reason why someone would disagree with climate change or not believe it? Because I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> uneducated on this subject, so I'm just wondering, like, because I really don't have much of a bias, I'll admit. So I'm just curious, like, if someone were to be on the other side of this argument, what would be their reasons? Um, I think the most common, like, argument with skeptics or denialists Mm -hmm. is, like, it's just a natural pattern. Mm -hmm. Like, the glaciers will come back in the winter and they melt in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They think it's, like, on the, on the, the fluctuation of, Mm -hmm. you know, the weather and the time periods is natural. It's oh, okay. natural. When you look at the big picture of right. time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. So they we, yeah, we only started recording like weather um like in the early nineteen hundreds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so really we only have a hundred so hundred and twenty years of that information to go off of. Um but the thing is is we also use other sort of data like proxy data from um trees, from glacial ice cores. So there's like a lot of other kind of data that we can um, try to see what the climate was like back even like a million years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of leads more, it's like a light, lot more complicated and you have to kind of know the science behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel yeah. like it's also like just really complicated for people to understand mm-hmm. as well. Like, like how do you know that there was 200 ppms less carbon in the atmosphere a million years ago compared to now? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> but it's glacial ice cores. <laughs> yeah. So. I think, like, um, like, the general way to put it is, like, yes, there are, like, natural fluctuations in the earth of, like, um, like, how warm the atmosphere is and stuff like that. But if you look at the rate of change, like, what's happening now, the rate is so much, like, faster than anything we've seen in the past. Yeah. So we have, like, there are natural fluctuations, yes, like, but this, like, it's very clear if you look at, like, the data and the evidence that it's not part of the natural flux. Yeah, especially because he said we've only been recording data for the last couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. But with that Industrial Revolution, right at the beginning of that yeah, yeah, uh, recording of data, there's pretty solid evidence there. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, even though we haven't been, like, recording, like, humans haven't been recording data for, like, thousands of years, like, there's still a way to, like, get that information mm-hmm. from, like, things like ice cores and tree rings and stuff right, like that. Right, which is what the proxy data is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Pollen, so. fossils, So, basically, if you're a denier, you're just, like, honestly, or if you're a skeptic, then I think it's just they don't have the right information and they haven't been, like, presented the information in the correct way. Yeah. Um, like, miss, either, like, uneducated or miseducated and some people think that like the scientists the environmental scientists who um are like leading climate change are like bought out 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's which it's like there was, I think it was like twenty years ago that every almost every like climate denier that talks to me about it, they're like, oh, but what about that that study that like those guys they were proven to like have been biased that they were like bought out and that's like the one study that they're going off of that they're like the study that these um, guys who were like were obviously like paid out or there was some like drama they said that it was like oh yeah climate change is real but then the climate deniers are like well that was fake that was false so like we're not gonna believe it and everyone they're just trying to like get money they're just trying to yeah. do this when it's like I don't see like um, there's like a meme or something that's like um like like a PowerPoint or something and it says like, Oh, you want us to like have cleaner water, you want us to have like cleaner air, like better things for everybody and then um the other guy is like, Well, I don't believe I don't wanna do all those things, like what if this isn't real? Like I don't wanna do all of this like good stuff and it's like mm. who cares if it's real or not? Like the stuff that environmentalists are like trying to do are like usually all very good things i don't see why they would be we would benefit from doing them yeah either way yeah Yeah. this exists or not Mm -hmm. so it sounds like one of the reasons people are in denial is just for money yeah and just yeah well like politicians and like oil companies yeah Yeah. it's because they have money and fossil fuels and oil yeah (laughs) Ugh. Oh, it goes deep. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it goes so deep. It's so crazy to talk, like, looking at um, the history of politics in environmental um, with, like, my policy resources oh, yeah. class. Like, it's crazy just, like, who bought out who or who made this or, like, and mm-hmm. it's usually all, like, the big gas companies are the ones who are fighting against like oh we don't want to have cleaner air that means we have to we can't pollute as much which means it'll cost us more money like they're the ones who are always going against it it's the people who like the big companies yeah well thank you for your your questions do you have any anything else you you need to um i think i've addressed all of my questions cool thank you so much Have anything you want to plug you want to plug your instagram (laughs) (laughs) oh sure yeah follow me at andrew.coker that's andrew (laughs) a-n-d-r triple o (laughs) well thank you for joining us you are free to go if you have to be anywhere you can stick around and and listen to us blab on all right well i think i will Mary on my way. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Give it a hand thank for Andrew. Yay, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Bye. Bye. He's waiting. He waved goodbye. All right. Now okay. we can talk serious business. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and another thing we were thinking about doing this cycle episode. Ep- this what? No, no, season? this season. It's oh. just making them shorter. Oh, yeah. Well, right. yes. And also for logistics, because... You guys have class, right? We do yeah. have class. Right yeah. For this. Not that we can't spend hours upon hours right. dissecting this. I think, I don't know, I feel like should we don't need to make every episode, like, the exact same right. length. No. So maybe we can, like, if we don't have as much material or don't have as much time, we can, like, make the episode shorter. Or if, like, we're really, like, fired up about a subject, we can yeah. Like, yeah, make it talking. longer. Yeah. Just, like, play but by ear. this is our hour. Yeah. So, thank you for those who are listening. Amy, <laughs> if you still are. Um, do, yeah, or what about right, how are we feeling right now? Um, I mean, I don't have anything immediate on my mind to talk about, but mm-hmm. I feel like I, I could just, just like, Google climate change. We have a, l- we have a laundry <laughs> list of episodes to do. 
Oh, yes. Um, so yeah. this was just our comeback episode, and we'll dive in to our, our other subjects. Um, yeah. yeah, let us know. Also, let us know what you guys yes. want to hear. So follow us on Instagram, EnviroMentalPod. Environmental, no environmental with no N. Right. And then pod, pod. <laughs> Some, like, random people follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The, or you can tell they're from, like, totally different countries because I mm-hmm. think they just mistyped environmental and then oh. they like our page. So, hey, I'll yeah. take it. So yeah, yes, cool thank you. <laughs> we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're on Google. Spotify. We are. Spotify is one. Apple Podcasts is a big one. That took a while. And other ones like Google Podcasts. Uh, here, let me find... I use Podbean, and they even got Podbean, Podbean on there. That's, like, a random one that I use. Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, and Radio Public. Mm. So, um, yeah. If and live. From and live right 11 now. 11 to approximately 10.30, 10.45 on Tuesdays. You mean 11 to 11? Wait, 11, 11. to 12-ish. Okay. Uh, shout out to 10. Cody Fischel if you're still listening. Yes, thank Thanks, you. Cody. And Austin, I believe. Just because you just Snapchatted me and I just saw your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you to everyone who has listened this past year and who will listen. Our OG fans. <laughs> mom. <laughs> thank you. Shout out to Emily's mom. <laughs> and my friend Byron. I'm not Byron. Sure, totally sure if he's on right now. Well, he has listened yeah. before. So. Yeah, Byron's best. Well, yeah. well, what's some stuff maybe we might talk about in the future, just as, like, a closeout to oh. come back for more? I want to talk about, like, um, fast fashion. Yeah. Yes, Especially with oh. Forever 21 going out of business. Yeah. I think that would mm-hmm. be a good thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look up our list. I want yeah. it. Okay. I don't know. This is kind of weird and out there, but I want to talk about showers. I don't know, like, how much, but... Mm. Um, I just had water. an idea. Yeah, like yeah. water and I mean, yeah. And do you guys know? <laughs> this is very off topic. Do you know that one song by Chance called "Hot Shower"? Chance the rapper, "Hot Shower." Mm-mm. Okay, nope. well. <laughs> okay. Is it I about just, taking long hot showers? No, but I just thought it'd be funny to like name it after the song. Oh, okay. Okay. We could talk about our logistics <laughs> off air. So, um. Right here I have, we can talk about the meat. Yeah, about yeah, I really want to do one on vegetarian um, focus or on, like, veganism. Why mm-hmm. people are vegetarian and vegan. And we could bring in a dedicated vegan. Oh. <laughs> and ask I them. Know. Cool. Some of ask those. a vegan episode. Ask a vegan, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've, yeah, we've, we've done um, past episodes, but they are not recorded. So if we wanted to revisit... Mm-hmm. The extinction episodes or anything the oil like that. One, do we do yeah, one on we, carbon? Was that yeah, the, the carbon one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't have the carbon one. Oh yeah. So yeah, so let us know on Enviro Mental Pod. Give us a DM or comment what you want us to to do or on Facebook, and we will we will do our best. I kind of right. liked Andrew being here asking us questions. It'd be cool to have just like a question. Yeah. Episode. If, yeah. You can, mm-hmm. we have ability to call in as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we we have a call in on our Sea Level Rise episode. We did. Available on all streaming platforms. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. And I think 
yeah we'll wrap it up we'll be today. back next week yes we'll be back tuesday 11 a.m on coogradio.com did i sound, Slash like, did I sound like a, a radio person <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all right and goodbye <laughs>